0: this is stephanie ortega and you're listening to the remix movement podcast hello everybody we are in season four i'm here with lewis
1: hello hello
0: and my name is stephanie hi hey exactly oh no that was the wrong one that
1: deserves that
0: that's not what it deserves i'm trying to be exciting for our listeners
1: oh no i know but
0: (laughs) no where are my people (laughs) no that's not it hey thank you thank you very much thank you for listening to the remix you see how good that sounds okay yeah that was good. those are our people yes (laughs) all right so we started season four which is basically october through december this is the last season of 2020 for the remix movement podcast that's right yes and fyi people lewis's voice is not usually like that
1: no it's not
0: he partied a little too hard yesterday i don't know
1: if it's partying but definitely. he yelled
0: and screamed at his co-workers when they went out so yeah but i'm glad you had fun thank you <laughs> so yes yeah, so i just wanted to point that out but in the spirit of the remix for some of our new listeners it's important that you guys know that all of our past episodes of our season three two and one are available on our youtube channel So just search the Remix Movement podcast and all of them will show up on there. And they have their like playlist and everything in there also. So feel free to check out any of those if you really like this episode and you want to continue to keep listening to us and then check out our past episodes. Yes. Yes. So it's a new season. It's a new day. And we're in a brand new month.
1: Month of October.
0: Yes. So before we jump into the episode topic for today, I just want to recap our last episode, episode 73. Um, We went ahead and we talked about the first sin that was committed. And we talked about how it was not in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve disobeyed God by eating the fruit from the tree of knowledge and life. Yes. So, um it happened way before that we read in Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 12 to 19 that it was actually Satan when Satan was an angel yes he was and uh he became prideful so the first sin ever committed was pride and we talked a little bit more about that and how it is just an ugly sin and God does not want us to be prideful he wants us to be humble
1: yeah that's right
0: yes wow do you sound really sick
1: hi you know, the the more that I uh, talk and hear myself, the more that I think that's true.
0: Because it was not like that this morning.
1: I know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, it was like literally from like morning to now. Like, Did now you talk voice, a lot at work? No, I was actually working uh, a lot by myself. So I didn't have anybody to talk to.
0: Wow. See, if that were to happen to me, I'd be okay with it. Because then I don't have to talk as much at work.
1: Right. Well, I think that's why I sound like this, because maybe if I was talking more, it would have, like, maybe, like, gone away. Mm. Excuse me. I don't know if you just heard that. I just just burped. Like, I don't know what's happening with my voice. Oh,
0: my gosh. I'm sorry, listeners. But we'll try to see if we can make this episode short and sweet.
1: Okay. Let's see.
0: So in our last episode's challenge, it was find moments to be more humble and less prideful this week. So I hope that you were able to allow yourself to understand that you are not better than everybody you don't have the answers to everything and the skills and the talents that you are given are not yours they came from god so we have to be humble and we have to embrace the fact that other people have helped us to be who we are today okay so in this episode we're gonna talk about opened eyes that's the wrong one why does it seem like if i use the same one yeah
1: i think we need a take a break on that
0: oh my gosh okay well no this is a serious matter so no drum roll okay but um open eyes so a lot has been happening in the media and social uh social media and the public eye in the news with the economy with the pandemic and even with the upcoming presidential debate right it's just a lot of stuff going on in 2020 and they're just piling up right But I think it's really important as believers that we really understand that as much as everything is being thrown in our faces and a lot of people have their own opinions, we need to make sure that we have open eyes and we're aware of what God is doing in our lives daily. I agree. Okay. So people are going to say certain things about, you know, something going on, and people are going to say something about what's going on with the debate and what's going on with the president. And it's okay to listen, but we really need to be more aware of our surroundings and also be aware of what God says about these particular things in the Bible. Okay. So I'm going to talk about three different things that are going on right now that relates to the month of October. And we're just going to talk about awareness, how awareness is allowing yourself to understand what these things are about and how they affect you and how you can see it differently as a Christian, how you can see these things differently and how it's important to really have open eyes on these things. All right. So the first one is National Hispanic Hysteri- Hysteric, National Hispanic Heritage Month. Okay, so this is going on September fifteen all the way through October fifteen. Louis, did you know it was National Hispanic uh, Heritage Month?
1: I had no idea, to be (laughs)
0: honest. For real? Yeah, like you are Hispanic, right?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Oh my! You should know that it's National Hispanic Heritage Month.
1: You see, like, uh, yeah, I, I I don't, I didn't even pay attention, and
0: (laughs) I'll tell you this. A few years ago, every year we would go to my friend's church in Tamarack and we would go to their Hispanic heritage luncheon. You remember? Yes. All right. So my friend Maria would always tell us, you know, bring a plate. We go to our church and we share everybody's, you know, heritage when we see all these different people and their service is usually done in Spanish. And we did that twice and we couldn't do it this year because of Corona. That's right. So maybe this year, maybe, you know, it may have passed by you, but it is definitely important that even if you are not Hispanic, that you understand what the whole purpose of National Hispanic Heritage Month is for us. It's kind of like Black History Month in the same sense where when Black History Month comes in February, we go ahead and we recognize the contributions and the influences of, you know, what black African-Americans have done in our history for our culture and the achievements of the united states right so with hispanic heritage month we do the same thing the only difference is we try to find out what was the contribution and influence of certain people in the hispanic culture that has helped us and in, and in, in shaping the united states so lewis if you could name one hispanic american um who influenced you particularly who would it be
1: um this is gonna sound weird, but um, <laughs> I I know I, this is gonna sound weird, but I'm gonna go with Pablo Escobar. Now,
0: Pablo Escobar. Yes, okay, so yes, first, people okay. who don't know who he is, you have to tell us who he is. I,
1: I'm pretty sure a lot of people already know um, who Pablo Escobar is. He was a uh, uh, a narco terrorist person. He has a bad image from. Um. Uh. He's he, well. He's from Colombia um and he is he is known uh to be a a terrorist he's known to be a drug trafficker uh he's known to be a multi-billionaire uh he's known for a lot of deaths caused in in uh not only just in Colombia I guess worldwide I would say um he was a man of of uh great power in the drug world right uh now i'm not idolizing what he is and what he did um but i understand what he did for his family and that's where i'm getting with this is that this guy was a family man and as bad as as we all know him to be uh if you look at his kids uh in this world like you would understand like this guy was a uh he put all of that to the side for his for his family pretty much and yes they went through some stuff right uh in real life but uh he he did everything to protect his family he did everything to make sure that his family was fine um and, and so that that's how that's how i recognize him like as like a a real like family guy
0: Mm, so he's influenced you because he's uh, a family guy, right?
1: Because I, you know, that's something to to uh, as bad as he was. Because I know that he's bad, right? Like or that he was bad, but I I see that side of him. Like he, this guy was like he was a caregiver. He um, and, and and some might even say that he was like a Robin Hood. I'm not saying he's a Robin Hood that he would steal from the rich and give to the poor. Uh, some some have said that. Some have said you know, uh, worse things. Uh, but his, like he, he took, he made sure that his family was well off. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty, uh, respectable besides of everything else that he did.
0: I would have never thought you would have said that. I know.
1: And I, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty <laughs> sure people are like, uh, whoever's listening to this, they're like, Paulo, like, are you, are you serious? Like, but we, I mean, we know the bad things that he done that he has done but we for uh, maybe we don't forget but we fail to recognize some of the good things that he's done and you know only his family can really talk about that but and and they have talked about that Mm -hmm. uh but the way that i see pablo i don't see him as like this uh, i mean we all see him as a as a cartel drug lord we i mean we've all seen that but like there was another side to Pablo. Yeah. You know, he was so, a person. Yeah, he was a, person, he was a real person who cared for his family, Um, you know, and yeah, a family man, just like any other family man, uh, just just in a different business.
0: Yeah. And I think that points like a really interesting way to look at it since we're talking about opened eyes.
1: Well, yeah, because everybody's looking at the eyes of like, oh, this guy yeah. is a murderer. This guy you know brought cocaine into the u.s oh this guy did this and that but but when when that's all you see from the outside Mm -hmm. you know there was from the inside he you know this was a man He was a father and a a provider uh, he was a father he was a husband he was a brother Mm -hmm. he was a son uh this was a guy that you know uh sure he did you know bad things and sure he affected millions of families i'm sure uh but he he did a lot uh for his family also so you know i'm not gonna take that away from him
0: yeah when you see things from a different perspective or from their point of view it gives a different notion to why he did the things he did yeah yeah and you were laughing
1: at me like i can't believe you just because
0: i'm surprised that you would say that on the podcast like part of me was like should i should i delete this part like i have no idea the comments on youtube or spotify like (laughs) i see where you're coming from i don't it's not that. no
1: i'm not promoting no 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 i I see where
0: you're coming from it's just not i really thought you were gonna say like your dad (laughs) <laughs> when I said, is there anybody who's influenced you who's in, in the Hispanic culture? Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say something like well, your my, dad. I
1: mean, my dad, yeah, I, I respect my dad tremendously. No, no, but, but for
0: you to pick somebody like Pablo Escobar, like, it's complete left field, but I get why you would bring every,
1: it. You're right. Everybody would, if if everybody saw my dad or knew my dad, they'd understand that yeah. already. But they, not everybody says, oh, Pablo Escobar, yeah. a respectful man. No, he was. He just you know what we know of him on on the other side that's that's what we choose to to yeah. you know look at first right i so, do
0: i do appreciate the way that you explained it i do uh, uh, the,
1: you're welcome yeah and yeah. and i hope and our again, listeners are yeah, listening yeah. to that again yeah. i'm not promoting anything that he did you mm-hmm. uh, don't condone yeah, right. violence no absolutely not but um but I'm, At the I'm end of the day, he's it, a guy. At, at the end of the day, he was a son of God too. Yeah, he you was know, just uh, a just man as we are.
0: He, um, well, not a man of God, but like a a man that God created. Sure,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, who knows if 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 he saved his life at the very end? I don't know. We don't know. We don't yeah. know. But, um,
0: but good looking. Very interesting answer.
1: Yes. Thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate it.
0: No, I'm I'm not being sarcastic. Like no, I no, really, no,
1: I was, I was.
0: Okay, your turn. All right, my turn. I'm going to say, and I know you're probably going to maybe think why I picked it, but I'm going to say Tito Puente.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Don't roll your eyes. This is interesting. Tito Puente, okay? When I was younger and we had Hispanic Heritage Month, I always thought I want to see the people that are part of my culture. My family is Puerto Rican. So, I don't want to say J Lo because everybody thinks J Lo, even though she's not really Puerto Rican. She was born in the Bronx. Um, but Tito Puente, Tito Puente is a man uh, native to the Puerto Ricans, and basically he's known for his music, musical talent. He's known for the music he did on the timbales, and timbales are like a Spanish version of the drums, percussion. And he's known for his music. And hey, my dad used to listen to Tito Puente, and I was kind of raised in like that whole like salsa, merengue, kind of Latin, kind of feel, um, with like funky tunes and stuff. So you know, I honestly think he changed the way um, just Puerto Ricans celebrate music. And people in general know who Tito Puente are. I know that in New York, they used to do all these like big parades. And Tito Puente was one of the people when he was alive that was in it. And he always had a musical performance. He always had a smile on his face. And I really do appreciate uh, the influence that he has on my culture and the influence he has on my family. And I like Tito Puente. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I want you guys really to understand that, you know, National Hispanic Heritage Month Even though you are not Hispanic, there are lots and lots of people that are Hispanic from different countries, Colombia, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Ecuador, El Salvador. I can name all of them. And if you feel like they have changed the way you live, changed history, their achievements have marked something in your life, then this is the time for you to be able to say, you know what, I want to be more aware of them. I want to be able to have a conversation with somebody. And maybe you'll have a conversation with somebody about Pablo Escobar. And now you can sit down and talk about, why he's an influence in general to america right and um and you can have a conversation about you know music and then pop up about tito puente so this is something that um the same way like i said black history month is very important for our african-american friends i do think national hispanic heritage month should not be something that we kind of like roll by and not give them the chance to celebrate who they are in our history OK, so the second one that I want to talk about for awareness for October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. OK, um, this is how we're able to increase the attention and the support of awareness for early detection and treatment and also preventative care with regards to this disease. Um, breast cancer is obviously something that um, is is Mostly in the category for women um, But there have been men who do get breast cancer um, Sometimes people don't even know that they have it Until they go for their regular um, checkups or whatever They find a lump in their breast and they get a really bad diagnosis. This is not something that they want. This is not something that, oh, well, I got it because of X, Y, Z reason. Sometimes it just happens because of the surroundings, because of your stress in life, because of what you're doing. This is a very serious illness, and a lot of people have passed away from it, and a lot of people have not passed away from it. So, um, Lewis, I just want to ask you, do you know of anyone who has breast cancer or who had breast cancer? And... That they've been able to uh, get a better diagnosis, go through the struggle, have the faith and courage to talk about it, and that they've inspired you with what they're going through?
1: Um, Yeah, I can name a couple people. I'm not going to name them. Well, no, you don't have to name them, but like in general, like somebody
0: from church, somebody from work, whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, At least two people. Um, And... They, I mean, they've survived. They, they've gone through the treatment. Um, you know, the whole thing about breast cancer is is not just a physical thing. It's also not an emotional thing. Yes. Uh, which is, I think, even harder to deal with mm-hmm. because it is emotional, and it's not only emotional for the person that has or has been diagnosed with the cancer, but it becomes a family, a family, a thing. family affair. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, not to disclude any other, you know, uh, illness. But breast cancer is, you know, uh, again, it's, it's it's an emotional roller coaster. Um, and the fact that it happens to women, uh, I think, makes it even harder. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe a guy that gets it can kind of uh, deal with it on his own or whatever. But uh, for a woman, uh, because uh, breasts are such an, uh, I, I don't know, not important but breast is you know it's a it's a a detail of of of, of a female right like yeah. uh it's something
0: it's, that you see yeah no but and it, it literally it shows the difference between a male and a woman you know and well, and yeah. we're gonna talk about like truth like yeah, yeah, yeah you no. distinguish a man and a woman the difference is one has breasts and the other one doesn't
1: right i mean yes but um i'm, I'm trying to look for a deeper word but it's not is coming it, off my head yeah um
0: it's definitely an asset that we care about. Right,
1: right, right. As women, I think. Yeah. I think you know, it's part of your body sense. So, you know, it's of high importance to you, right? Yeah. Um, it has a lot to do with beauty. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, which which just adds to the to the emotion, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if they take one of your breasts away, then you feel like you're not beautiful or that you are not up to par, uh, as a woman or, you know, like, yeah, there, there can be so many things. I don't, I don't know, but, um, you know, for, for, for those women that have, uh, been diagnosed and have conquered, uh, you know, congratulations to you. Like, uh, I applaud you for hanging in there. Uh, you made it through, um, you are a survivor, and you, you know, obviously you have a purpose um, to keep pushing forward uh, with whatever like, uh, life brings, you know, uh, to you, right? So, um, yeah, I can name two. What about you?
0: I think we have one in common. I don't know, Jojo did. Yeah, we're talking, and my dog literally, like, yeah, it's okay. I got it. <laughs> But anyways, um, we have one in common. And um, for me, seeing how she as a woman of God has been able to hold on to her faith, been able to talk about her struggle and being able to see how she's gone through the treatment. She's gone through the process and she was able to go into remission, and that's basically what it's called when when they give you a diagnosis and say, hey, you're cancer-free. It's called remission. It's not easy. It definitely is not easy. And, you know, we don't talk about it as much, and we really should. And basically, um, you know, breast cancer is something that's real. I mean, I have a coworker that she, whenever breast cancer awareness comes, she is the first person to be excited about the fact that people are getting to know more about it. She's the first person to say, hey, I have a pink ribbon for you. I have a pink bear for you. I have this. And she decorates all of her desk with breast cancer awareness, Because she says that it's something that's so important because she was the one that struggled with it and she's the one that's able to say, hey, but I found my beauty again. I wasn't allowing this sickness to condone the way I live my life. I was able, and she's not even a believer, which is the crazy part, right? So if you're not a believer and you find the strength to beat breast cancer, then that's fantastic and I applaud you. Now, if you are a believer and you're able to beat breast cancer, Like You are an inspiration to me personally because again, nobody knows when they're going to get breast cancer. Nobody knows if they're going to get breast cancer. All we can do is understand that this is a real situation that could happen to you. Find out how you can detect it. If you do find a lump or you see something is not right, go to your doctor, have them do it. And then obviously preventative care, making sure that you are aware of the best things that you can do so that you don't get it. So for us to have open eyes, obviously, the best way to deal with things like this is to pray for people that are going through it and pray for families that are trying to stay strong because it really does affect your mental state. It really does affect the way that you see your beauty. And, and God is the only person who can lift you and your family up. God is the only person who can heal you and allow you to get rid of any type of cancer that you may have in your body. So have the open eyes and the courage to be able to pray for others so that they can be able to see God through this. Wow. Sorry, I just, wow. Mm. All right. The last one I want to talk about is uh, Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. And this is the same time as Breast Cancer Awareness, October 1st to October 31st, okay? Tens of thousands of families across the United States are devastated each year By the death of a baby, okay? And the death of a baby can happen through stillbirth, through a miscarriage, or through any other type of cause at any point during pregnancy or infancy. So here's what happens, right? Um, There's women that are struggling to have kids. And because they're struggling to have kids, they look and seek options. They're given that, hey, if you do this, there's a chance that you might lose your child. If you do this, there's a chance you have multiple childs. If you do this, they tell you all the risk factors, right? But they really want to have a child. They go through these procedures. And then for some reason or another, that is not their fault. They lose the child at birth, which is what a stillbirth is. After nine months, they lose their child. Or they have a miscarriage, which is basically before you give birth to that child, usually before your first 12 weeks, they lose the child. Okay. And then there's other times where they have the child, the child is born with some type of defect or some type of illness. And then while they're an infant, they pass away. In all of these scenarios, it is something that is devastating because for a lot of women, they want to become mothers. I'm one of them. I've always, you know, explained to my family, explained to my friends, explained to you listeners that Lewis and I, we do want to have a family. And we are continuously praying that God opens the windows of heaven and allows us to be able to have it naturally. And we have looked into options and we're still praying about it. But there are other women that they have put their bodies through certain situations. They have gone through in vitro. They've gone through... Adoptions, they've gone through certain things and they've lost a child, unfortunately. Okay. And this is, again, not their fault. They did not want their kids to be born that way. They did not want to lose their family, their child. They don't, obviously, no mother wants to lose any child. Regardless of the age, no mother wants to lose their child. But unfortunately, this does happen. So, Lewis, I just want to ask you do you know of any. One, that's a family member or a friend that have told you about their personal experience of dealing with losing a child whether it's through stillbirth or miscarriage or whatever
1: not that i can recall
0: nobody uh, nobody has ever told you like hey like you know this is what happened no no okay well that's good i mean that's good that y- that you've never had that scenario happen to you i mean
1: yeah i've never had somebody just openly like Hey, I just had a miscarriage. Or-
0: oh well, they probably won't tell a man. So I don't even know why I asked you that.
1: I don't know if they would tell. A man I don't think
0: that. they would tell. You know what? I don't think they would tell a man to be honest. I don't know how
1: that how this conversation would come up in would, conversation. Yeah,
0: it would probably be like another couple. Maybe another couple would have shared it with you, or or somebody else. But I don't see how a man would tell you that. It's definitely a race that I asked you. <laughs> but for me. Um, I, I do think that some women do not talk about it because it is something that is a tragedy. I think that... Um, oh, yeah,
1: and it's personal. It's like. a
0: it's a personal tragedy, and it's something that before nobody wanted to shed light upon it because it's just so scary, and and it is painful, and it destroys the way a woman sees herself. It destroys the way a woman views her body. It destroys the way she thought of how she was creating her family. She can probably be thinking, well, what did I do wrong for this to happen? What did I cause for this to happen? They always tend to think of themselves. So I could have done this and maybe this would have never happened. And and like I said, none of this is anybody's fault. Okay, but um, I do want to share, you know, I've spoken to my mom before and my mom and I, we've talked about fertility because, like I said, Lewis and I are going through an infertility journey and we're still going through it. I do believe our kids are coming. I can honestly say I'm grateful that even though Lewis and I are still going through this, we've never suffered a miscarriage. I know a lot of other women that I've spoken to, they have, they have tried to have a child and they have PCOS and you know they found out they had a miscarriage or, or something like that. But my mom once told me that before I was born, she had one and you know she wasn't aware of it and she didn't know what was happening. And, and obviously it's a scary thing for her. It was a scary thing for my dad. They were both very young. And I do want to tell you guys that we as believers believe that there is grace for infants and children. We believe that all babies that were lost due to an unforeseen circumstance are all found in heaven, okay, in in the kingdom of God. So we just want to lay down a basis and let you guys know that even though we're talking about something that is so real and it does affect women and it does affect families, I don't want you to think that you've lost your child and you're never going to see that child again, okay? Your child is in the hands of God. If you lost your child because of something unforeseen, like a miscarriage, your child is in heaven with the Lord. He was innocent. She was innocent. They had a name. God created them for a reason. Everybody born into this life, even from the moment that you find out you're pregnant, whether it's four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, ten weeks, right? That is a child of God that was envisioned in your that God dreamed of and God put in your life. And if you lost them, please find some type of peace, knowing that that child is in heaven. Okay, I know that um, I was talking with some friends and they were telling me that Chrissy Teigen, which is John Legend's wife. um, She recently found out that she lost her child and and it was very hard for her because she was going through infertility and she had, I think, her first child or yeah, her first child, she had it through a surrogate or through in vitro. And it's a process. It's it's a lot of things going on. And then this was the first child she was gonna have naturally. And and she says in her post on Instagram that she she was a little scared about it, right? She's like, this is the first time I have a natural-born child. This is the first time I carry a child in my womb. I've never done this before. I just want the child to be done, to, to be healthy, to be done, to be great. And then all of a sudden we see her photos of her crying in a doctor's office. And, and it's because she lost her child. And, and we know that for women, the moment you find out you're pregnant, you're a mother. You have maternal instincts and you're more focused about that child than you are about anything else. So um, it is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. It is something that is near and dear to my heart. It is something that if you've lost a child and you find it in your heart to share your story, I thank you for your bravery. I thank you for your courage. And, And I know that us as believers, we're praying for you and we're praying that even though this sadness happened to you at one point, that doesn't mean that God is going to stop you from being a blessing in your family. That doesn't mean that you're incapable of having kids. You can choose to continue to have your family. You can choose to open up God's love into your family. And there is power in, in knowing that God the Father has you and your family in his hands. So I just wanted to like let you guys know about that. Louis, did you have anything to say? Uh,
1: no, I mean, so this is a busy month, a yeah, month to recognize. So. A month
0: to recognize and to be aware. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So with everything going on, it's really important that we don't lose our hope in God, right? We we cannot allow a bad medical diagnosis like breast cancer or polycystic ovarian syndrome or the fact that we might lose a child. We can't allow these things to stop us from having hope in God, right? We need to make sure that we know that our strength is found in Christ and our strength is found in the hope we have in him and he does everything for a reason. So I can't end this episode without including any Bible verses. That would be wrong on my part. (laughs) So I put in here, Psalms 147 verse three says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And I want everyone to know, God cares for you. He's watching for you every second of every day. And even if you are in the most pain that you think you'll ever have, God is healing you. God is working in you and God cares for you. Um, Lewis, can you read the second verse that we have there?
1: Yeah, it's Isaiah 26, uh, verse three to four It says, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid for the Lord. God is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. Yeah. So with that, you know, lean on God to help you get through life. Because uh, life can be pretty hard sometimes and, uh, you know, when you lean on him, uh, he gives you the strength to uh, move forward.
0: Amen. Good looking out, Lewis. No problem. <laughs> all right. So for this episode's challenge, um, it's basically educate yourself a little bit more on one or all three of these topics that we talked about today. So that is National Hispanic His- Heritage Month. Breast Cancer Awareness Month and Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Knowledge is power. We all believe that. And above all else, the best way that we can gain knowledge besides reading the word of God, besides listening to testimonies of people that have gone through these things is by prayer. And I do believe that if you have someone that is going through any of these categories, have somebody, maybe you have a friend or a family member that is Hispanic and they want to talk about it or you have a family member or a friend that is going through breast cancer or had breast cancer and survived it. Or maybe you just have a friend or family member that is going through a hard time with a a loss that they had with their child. Um, It's good to get information from other people. It's great to read it off the news. But the best thing you can do, the best advice we can give you is pray. So not only educate yourself on these three topics, but pray for all of those that are going through these things yes <laughs> all right thank you so much for listening to this episode opened eyes okay no that's wrong see that's like scary i used that one in the one before for pride but yeah
1: we gotta continue to take a break <laughs> on that
0: i need to write down what these buttons are for Yeah. but uh but yes thank you for tuning in to episode 74 and i will see you next week for episode 75 Bye. you will see me Oh, wow, Lewis. Oh, yeah. Okay, bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.